0: You are listening to Rio Bravo Q Week podcast, your weekly dose of knowledge brought to you by the Rio Bravo Family Medicine Residency Program in Bakersfield, California, a UCLA-affiliated program sponsored by Clinica Sierra Vista. Let us be your health home. This podcast was created for educational purposes only. Visit your primary care provider for additional medical advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Bravo Q Week. This is our episode number 132, and this is going to be posted on March 17, 2023. So I have a wonderful medical student today. She came up with this idea to talk about harm reduction in reproductive medicine. Can you please introduce yourself, Megana, please?
1: Yes. Hi, my name is Megana Menungi. I'm a third-year medical student from Western University of Health Sciences, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic.
0: Yeah, so... Um, I really like this topic, Megana, because, um, you know, after reading it, I feel a little bit better about myself. You know, it, may, it gave me some, a, a boost in confidence and self-confidence because we always really find it very frustrating to change our patients or change their risky behaviors. And we hope that they all are doing healthy behaviors. And, uh, you know, we try to do that every single day of our lives, right? Yeah trying to change behaviors. But after reading more about the principle of harm reduction, I'm feeling more prepared to help our patients reduce their risks. So let's start by giving a definition of harm reduction.
1: Yeah, definitely. So harm reduction is a set of evidence-based interventions that arose within the public health community to really reduce the harms associated with risky health behaviors. Usually, harm reduction refers to the policies and programs that aim to minimize the negative impacts associated with substance use disorder. The real goal of harm reduction is to meet people where they are, and that's to provide compassionate, judgment-free interventions and resources to our at-risk populations. Can you give us some
0: examples of those people who are part of that at-risk population?
1: Yeah, so some common examples are injection drug users and sex workers. You know, with America experiencing the largest substance use and overdose epidemic we have ever seen, it's more important now than ever that we provide services such as clean needle exchange, overdose reversal training, safer sex kits and more to prevent unnecessary injury, disease and death.
0: I can see that that's very important. And actually, as a fun fact, you know, in some countries where people are listening to us right now, in some of those countries, uh, prostitution might be legal. Mm-hmm. It's not in the U.S. We know that uh, prostitution is not legal here. However, we have sexual workers, whether we like it or not, whether it's legal or not, you know. And um, in those countries, those women are required to have regular checkups with their gynecologist, and and they have to provide some proof of test for HIV and other STIs regularly to be able to continue to work, you know, I see that as a harm reduction strategy, too. Of course, i don't I don't agree with having sexual workers. I want to make that clear <laughs> to our listeners. But if we're unable to eliminate sexual workers, then we should have some harm reduction strategies in place. I think that would be the the right way to go. Now, let's talk about why is harm reduction important in medicine?
1: Yeah, I think oftentimes harm reduction is, Um, allocated only to the public health sphere. But I think it's it's really important that we talk about it in medicine. Healthcare providers actually have a unique opportunity to improve the quality of life of our patients and to limit the negative outcomes associated with risky health behaviors by incorporating harm reduction strategies into our practices. Harm reduction interventions not only decrease health risks in an individual, but also in our overall community.
0: Okay. Let's talk about some examples of harm reductions in, in this population.
1: Yeah, so studies have actually shown that areas that introduce clean needle exchange interventions, so those that use injection drugs can come in, give their dirty needles and get clean needles back, actually have lower HIV prevalence compared to areas that do not have similar interventions. So it's critical as healthcare providers that we respect our patients' choices and provide supportive care that won't deter um, patients from accessing care in the future. Patients who engage in risky activities often face stigma and are treated poorly by the medical system, making behavioral changes very difficult for them. Understanding that many patients may not be willing to change their behaviors and using a practical approach to medical counseling can actually strengthen our physician-patient relationships.
0: Yeah, I can think of another example, of another example, uh, Megana. Uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis is, uh, is a method that we use to prevent HIV in patients who cannot change their risky behaviors, right? So um, especially in patients who have s- multiple sex partners, so you wish those patients will have more insight into the risk associated with having multiple sexual partners, but if you cannot change them, you can still reduce the risk by providing pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV. But let's talk about what is harm reduction in the context of reproductive health specifically.
1: Yeah. Within harm reduction, there are many important strategies targeted towards improving sexual and reproductive health. Individuals who inject drugs and sex workers have limited access to family planning services and HIV testing. Studies have shown that individuals with substance use disorder have higher rates of unintended pregnancies, higher rates of pregnancy-related mortality and morbidity, and lower rates of contraceptive use compared to the general population. Harm reduction within the reproductive health field should include expanding access to condoms, contraceptive methods, STI and HIV testing, and prenatal care if needed. So reproductive health harm reduction strategies can reduce rates of STIs, HIV, and unintended pregnancies. In addition to expanding access to condoms, STI screening, treatment, and partner therapy must be offered and encouraged to all patients.
0: Yeah, as a reminder for our listeners, you know, Ex- expedited partner therapy or EPT consists in treating the partner or the partners of a patient with chlamydia or gonorrhea. So you, as a physician, treat a patient with STI. Let's have this example. So, But you also give a prescription or medication to that patient and you tell he or her, you, you tell, I mean, you, t- you tell them, that the prescription or the medication is not for them, but for their partner, okay? And me as a doctor, I don't have to see the partner in person or in the clinic or the hospital, but I can still treat that patient to reduce the spreading of this disease in our community. By the way, this harm reduction strategy is also permissible in 46 states in the United States and potentially allowable in Alabama, Kansas, Oklahoma, and South Dakota. So... Uh, it is not prohibited in any of the states in the United States, and it may be uh, also allowed in some of the other countries that are listening to us right now. So, But that's important to remember this uh, method or this strategy to reduce the, the spread of STIs in our community.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very important. And then regarding birth control, a recent study by Dr. Frank and Dr. Morrison from the University of Mich- Michigan Suggest that long-acting reversible contraceptives, or LARCs, such as the IUD or the Nexplanon implant, should be offered and easily accessible to women with substance use disorder. Sadly, we know in America around 45% of all pregnancies are unintended, and among women with substance use disorders, this number is actually doubled. More so, women with substance use disorders are 25% less likely to use any form of contraception and are more likely to use less effective methods
0: so what would you say megana to a person who says okay maybe we should place an, place an iud in all women who have substance use disorder what would you say to to those people
1: i think it's important that we remember autonomy autonomy should be offered and given to all of our patients regardless of their health behaviors autonomy is one of the fundamental principles of ethics and medicine so it's important that you know all contraceptive decisions are made without any form of coercion All discussions uh, must take into consideration previous trauma, such as intimate partner violence or reproductive coercion. Contraceptive counseling should be comprehensive, and patients should be educated on all methods, including emergency contraception like Plan B and barrier methods like condoms. Patients should not be coerced into choosing an IUD or an implant simply because they engage in risky health behaviors. They should be offered the same methods we offer the general population.
0: Yeah, so I think it's a great service if we remember to offer, uh, you know, these um, birth control methods to our patients who are unhoused. And I think next month will be very convenient to do it even on the streets um, or for a street medicine group. You know, I think it's very reasonable and it is also helpful for our community. So on the topic of emergency contraception, emergency contraception, you can listen to episode 129 of this podcast and you can learn more about it. Now, um, I want uh, to, this just came to my mind right now, uh, Megana and it's a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King. It says, if you can fly, then run. If you can run, then walk. If you can walk, then crawl. But... Whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. So that reminded me that sometimes we cannot change our patients or the Mm -hmm. behaviors that they are doing, but we can do something for them, right?
1: Yeah, we can meet them where they are.
0: Exactly. So can you give us a a conclusion to wrap up this episode?
1: Yeah. So, you know, overall, I think family physicians are in a really unique position to incorporate harm reduction strategies into their practice. This can not only improve the quality of life of their patients, but it can also improve health outcomes that we see in our community. Reproductive health harm reduction strategies should be considered and offered to all patients who engage in risky health behaviors. Individuals with substance use disorder and sex workers should be routinely tested for STIs, including HIV and hepatitis C. They should also be offered pregnancy testing and prenatal care if needed. Comprehensive contraceptive counseling, including condom use and emergency contraception, should be discussed with all patients and conversations should always be stigma-free and collaborative. Incorporating reproductive health interventions into already existing harm reduction programs is key to improving the overall health and well-being of our most vulnerable communities.
0: I really appreciate your words. uh, And thank you so much for bringing this topic to our podcast, Meghana. And I hope um, I I wish you success in your in your career. Thank you. This is great.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys for listening to us and tune up for next week.
1: Now, we conclude episode number 132, Harm Reduction and Reproductive Health. Megana gave us an excellent introduction to the principles of harm reduction in medicine. Applied to reproductive health, we can reduce risk by improving access to condoms, HIV and STI tests, and birth control methods, especially IUD and subdermal implants. Dr. Ariasa also reminded us of strategies such as pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV, PrEP, and expedited partner therapy for STIs. This week, we thank Hector Ariaza and Megana Munanji. Audio editing by Adrian Silva. Even without trying, every night you go to bed a little wiser. Thanks for listening to Rio Bravo Q
0: Week podcast. We want to hear from you. Send us an email at Rio Bravo Q Week at clinicasierravista.org or visit our website, Bravo fmrp.org slash qweek See you next week!